Welcome to the Permaculture Pimp Cast, episode 43, that is. The only pimp cast out there where you learn a little bit about permaculture, preparedness, and practical living. What's up, son? Oh, not much. A little tired from jujitsu. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. It's been a long day, a lot going on. And we're going to get into all that. This episode brought to you by Hickory Ridge Soap, and you can get some at twooldcrows.com. Turn that simp into a pimp. Bam! EMP Shield. That's also one of our sponsors. You can check out in the description box below. Is that what we call it, son? A description show box? Show notes. Descri- yeah, I think it's the show notes. Show notes. Yeah. So if you go down and check out this video, EMP Shield, can't think of a cooler thing to have right now. I want to thank them for their sponsorship, and you can get one. Just use our promo code. You'll get yourself squared away. All right. So I'd be remiss if I didn't also point well, out. I think you get 50 bucks off. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, well. Can't beat that. And it's not cheap. And anything worth having is not cheap. You can check us out on the Fountain app if you like. And that way you can tip a pimp. That's what we do, y'all. Fountain app. Check us out over there. It's a really cool app. You can you can listen to every podcast you currently have. And the wonderful thing about that app is I love how you can play with the speed. The quality's great. Everything's about it. And if you like what we're doing, you can also tip us in all kinds of cool derivatives of Bitcoin. So, uh, so you can also, we have a P.O. box as well. <laughs> we'll accept silver or yeah, seeds not, or really anything. <laughs> not dogging you folks on the Bitcoin, really, because I, I actually own some myself. Thing about it is, um, I, the more and more I examine this, son, and I know we'll get into the topic. I just want to say this real quick. The more I examine, the more I realize that the powers that shouldn't be were definitely in on all this. It was a scam, not from Bitcoin side, but definitely, I think, in fact, a lot of the news that's coming out today is making me start to think, because now all of a sudden they're talking about a, really talking about a central bank digital currency, and huh, sure is funny that all this happened at the same time, so somebody in a white coat, forgive the pun, somebody in a white coat or white cape, I said coat, I meant cape, can come flying in saying, oh, we got the solution. And guess what? It's going to be back. Yeah, we can see all this coming. I mean, everything pretty much is a fraud out there, but we are the real deal. Tip of the day. Okay, check this out because I get asked this question all the time. I'm going to go ahead and answer it right here. Yes, dogs, our dogs, eat eggs and offal or guts. That's right. Everything you can get from those chickens, anything you process from those pigs. Remember, we got that pig butchery video. Is it also linked down below? Yeah, that yeah. pig processing video is. Yep. A lot of people are telling me, uh, there was a couple of folks that reached out, told me they did some sheep based on that, and that's exactly what I was you, hoping yeah, for. You can follow that on sheep. What else? It doesn't matter. Goats, you name it. Yeah. Deer. That's why we chose to do skinning on this one. And in the future, we'll show you how to scald it and scrape it and do all that kind of good stuff. So if you get that, the other addendums will be added to it. But the point being is that everything we process, there is not one single thing that goes to waste. Now, Opal, she's no longer with us, but Opal, that dog, there is not one thing she wouldn't eat except for a kidney. Well, even then, I'm sure if you gave her enough time, she'd start eating that kidney. But 
I don't know. That dog ate everything all the time. I'll take it back. She would eat that kidney as long as you mix it up with some heart. If you ran it all through a grinder, and the yeah. thing about and and the thing about uh, guts when you feed them to your animals, we're going to cover more of this later because somebody's got a question about it. In fact, we're talking. That's our main topic today. Well, we have a video about it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to go into that. But yes, your dogs. Everybody's talking about preparedness, and we're going to talk about how you look after some of your animals on some of that. Okay, farm news. Man, it's been busy. I ain't going to kid y'all. Um, it was really, really cold today. It got nice. Yeah, today it got nice. It's still nice out right now. I left practice in just a light jacket, and it wasn't freezing. So it's still, it's still at night. I mean, it's like schizophrenic weather. I mean, it's like Joe Biden is up here calling the shots on this weather or something. I don't know exactly what. Um, yeah, there's going to be people to take issue with that, but. Hey, ain't apologizing. I said it and I mean it. Anyway, it's just been like up one side, down the other. As soon as we get going on something, it's like, son, I'm going to say something that might seem a little, and please don't take this the wrong way, some folks out there. But honestly, my biggest bane right now has been this phone. I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, text messages, man. um, Yeah. It's, and it's, if you if you have a message and you send it and I respond, I can't keep doing the tit for tat thing. And there's times where I can't get to your message for maybe a couple of days or honestly, they've been playing so many games with us, y'all. I mean, I am dead serious. I will put in something, for example, like stupeters.com. I got to put it in three different ways in order to get myself there. Or the other day I was in here looking at rocket stoves, and we'll talk about some of that here in a minute. Yeah. Um, some things that are already kind of put together. And it's like they're taking me to the – I don't know if this is happening to everybody else, but it's like every single time you turn around, if I'm doing any kind of search, it just got 10 times more difficult. And then like just to get service, it's like you have to go through a whole routine just to get service every single time you leave the house. Like anytime you're off Wi-Fi, you have to go like put – put it through airplane mode, turn your Bluetooth off or something like you have to go through a whole routine just to get service every time. And it's getting worse. I went to doc. I was trying to go. You don't have to hook up to five G somewhere along the way. It just gets, it goes downhill from there. Yeah, man. I was trying to look up Dr. Stella Emanuel. Um, I was looking at what she was prescribing as a prophylactic, which by the way, I didn't do today of ivermectin and I'm doing something of an experiment with it. Yeah, that's going to require, if anybody's got questions about that, I'll tell you about it later. Anyway, I've been doing something of an experiment with it, and I was trying to get the dosages right. I'm trying to get to her website now. Internet's doing everything else I wanted to do. Second I go to her channel, bam, comes to a crawl, doesn't even move. And we got fiber optics up here, y'all. Yeah, we live out in the boonies, but believe it or not, we actually got fiber up here. And... I'm like, okay, you can, if you wanted to watch a movie, you can do that just fine. Second, I try to go to Dr. Stella, crash. I try to find any information about certain things, crash. I can't get anywhere. Okay, so we have fiber optic internet. We were actually the last road on this, in this area to get it. So we lucked out there, but they had it, they installed it after COVID. So the kids around here could actually attend like virtual school. So we have like really, really good internet. It took me, yeah, it took me, keep that, keeping that in mind, it took me three attempts to upload that Mr. Pimp goes to Washington video. Right. Yeah. It took me three attempts just to get it up. Like it usually, usually when it first came in, like the video would have been uploaded before I'm done filling out the description. 
I remember like it would be waiting on me. Ben and Meg were over one time and um, it, it was a while back. And I remember Meg was trying to upload a video here and she was astonished at how quickly it went up. And we said, yeah. man, this is actually, cause I mean, where they live and where Jason lives from. So the land, Man, they got to go to town to be able to upload a video. That's what That's, we had to do for the first, what, like 300 videos? Yeah. yeah by we, had, we, I mean me. Yeah. <laughs> I had to drive to town. Until we had fiber, I mean, I that would do it on the way back happen. from work. Yeah. I would upload videos on the way back from work. So my point being is that we should have, I mean, our internet should be zipping along until you start looking for things. Now, there are things I'm putting in the search engine, and I'm using like Start Page, I'm doing Duck, Duck, Go, and I'm trying not to feed the beast. And I'm telling you what, even then, those guys are all either giving me some whack results, things I've gone to before, and all of a sudden I can't, you know, I'm go to Steve Quayle's website, all of a sudden, ain't working. Um, it's, they are playing games with us, and then add to all this, I'm trying to get things done. You know, I answer the phones on YouTube, or answer the questions on YouTube, the emails, um, Patreon, all these things. And then for a while they were Patreon. I couldn't even respond yeah. to anybody. And then Patreon just went through this update. YouTube just went through this massive update. Uh, they really screwed things oh, up. Is that on what there. that is? Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, a thing that can't be said on the podcast. That's yeah. what's going on over there. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a bunch of nonsense going on, but honestly, going back to, I'm trying to get things done and, I know people mean well, but man, they're just blowing me up with text messages lately. And those group messages are the ones that really drive me nuts. But I mean, man, I'm just going to, I'm thinking about what I'm going to do is honestly take this phone. I got my crack deal, my crackhead phone. Yeah. No, not a crackhead phone. His, his dad's got a trap phone. What do you call that? What's that? A trap phone. What's that? Dad's got two phones. Yeah, I got this other phone. Well, it's kind <laughs> it's of an got iPad. Two phones. One has zero service to it. It only hooks up to the Wi-Fi. I think. I think what I'm going to start doing, but I'm reluctant to do it because if there is an emergency, then I need to be there. But I am really these phones. I know they were meant to make life simpler, but really, it's kind of taking me backwards because I'm like, I cannot be on the phone. I can't be texting all day. I can't be doing this. Can't be doing that. And frankly, I just. I'm getting to the point now where I just am feeling very put upon and I'm, just, I'm I think I'm going to take this thing and go hide it. It does I don't mean to sound like a marchy, but there's like a small dose of anxiety every time you hear it or feel it go off almost. Yeah, I I, I think you're right there and I heard about people saying something about do dopamine well, it dopamine. Ain't dopamine. I no. thought dopamine was supposed to make you feel good. No, not this stuff. I mean, I'm 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 just being overwhelmed first by all the political text messages that were yeah. coming in, and they were absolutely relentless. Nothing you could do about it. You block the number, and bam, they just send another one through. I mean, everybody, I'm sure, dealt with this, but it's just lately, as of late, I just feel like I need a little solitude, and I just, in terms of like text messages, I don't mind emails. Yeah. But when it's this thing's blown up in my pocket, I think maybe I'm just going to go ahead and start putting this thing somewhere. And honestly, some of these text messages, I don't, I can't get back to them in any conceivable time because I've really got so much going on, and you do too. But and part of those things going on is a lot of prepping. Um, yeah. That is nonstop. It's going on. I know that the powers that shouldn't be haven't been indoctrinating as much with. Well, no, they have. 
It's just they're not telling you about nuclear war right now. I guess they're going to postpone that for the holidays. Um, they're not blowing everybody up with that, which it seems to me that everybody's kind of become desensitized to it. But then there's other things like everybody else has to deal with. How many times do we bring that car to the mechanic, the same car to the same mechanic? Remember I told y'all the hardest things in the world to find is an honest mechanic and an honest butcher. I don't know that this We took mechanic, it there three times. Three times. Three times. And this last time, I'd pretty much made up my mind. I'm like, go ahead and tell me I owe you more money. <laughs> because what you're telling me is everything you said would fix the problem. Everything you said would fix the problem was clearly false. So at what point do I get a refund for all the things you fixed that weren't broken? Yeah. So if it didn't fix the problem. So here we are back a third time. Usually I'm very jovial. I'm happy when I go in there. I went in there, man, looking like I was about to cut somebody up. <laughs> I walked in there this last time. And I'm like, okay, this is taking me away from the things I have to do, the things I need to do. Yeah, we keep having to leave to drop it off. And it's taking two of us to go drop it off, obviously. But every time or we have to, to go do pick that, it up. Yeah, and to go pick it up. Yeah. So it takes two of us twice to deal with the same issue. Already, Billy. Now, that's the problem also, I think, with having older vehicles. Because honestly, my most reliable vehicle is probably older than you. It's or, like, I think it's a year younger than me. Yeah. That's the problem. That's the double-edged sword of this uh, homestead life. Because truthfully, when you get down to brass tacks with all this stuff, we're not the Rockefellers. We don't drive brand new vehicles. Not saying anything's wrong with that. We just don't. Because if I have to make it, I mean, there is nothing more painful to me. And I've only ever done this once is having to make a car payment. And when I do that, or maybe it was twice. Okay. I was dumb. And I said, I'm never going to do this again. I'll just save the money, do a Dave Ramsey, save the money, go buy a vehicle and go with that. I mean, that truck I drive out there every yeah. single day, I paid $5,000 cash for it. No, it was 3000 $3,000 yeah. $3, cash. And how many years has that thing served us? And I guarantee. I don't even know now. It's been quite a while. Yeah. And I'll guarantee you, I will guarantee you. The guy out there in that brand new truck, the guys who used to make fun of me back in Texas making those truck payments, they are no happier in that brand new truck as yep. I am in mine because, number one, I ain't making a payment on it. And I'm not trying to make a payment on anything for that matter. But without all that said, you know, like everybody else, try not to complain too much. I mean, I guess I did, you know, talking about the text messages. But I think everybody else, I mean, holler if you hear me, y'all, because I know everybody has got to be wore out with all these stupid text messages you were getting for these political ads, only just to find out that it was going to be a scam anyway, that it yeah. was only going to be another yep. just additional <laughs> confirmation that you live in a third world banana Republic, but you know what? They could take everything else, but I still got my sense of humor. Uh, so finally Thanksgiving preps, your mom's down there right now. Um, good night, man. I mean, yeah, Thanksgiving, she's doing gonna, apple butter smells the, the house smells pretty good. Yeah, I love that. That ought to be a potpourri. But I will say, though, that this Thanksgiving is not going to be what it typically is. I mean, last time we had something of an extravaganza. It's just going to be just good food, and we're going to chill out, uh, not company, nothing like that. We're just – we all need a serious break. Yeah. And I think everybody else out there does, too. I'm not saying we work any harder than anybody listening to me right now. I'm just saying with all this idiotic nonsense with the election – it's like, I, I think everybody feels like their adrenaline is like, they're, they're, I wonder if a lot of people are having adrenaline burnout. There's a name for yeah. that. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Or like a collective adrenaline dump. I think, I think that's worse than we know. 
Because if I'm feeling this way, and I'm usually a person that's pretty good on the energy, man. I've been doing that stuff. Um, I've been taking. Yeah, dad's been taking steroids, y'all. No, no. <laughs> dad's getting roided up. Now over they're going to think that's gaining you muscle, you, but he ain't even working out. You wish you had these guns. I'm telling you, that stuff works, man. <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> this stuff works, man. I, okay, should I even say Ask what it every is? Every UFC fighter. Yeah, it works. They use that stuff? Well, until they got caught, yeah, that that stuff is banned. You can't you can't use that yeah, in working professional for, sports. Well, I started tell using, them what it is because they're really gonna be wondering. Man, people are gonna he's be on thinking, that, what? He's on that Southern stack, that D ball and Crisco. <laughs> 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 no, dude, I got that. What do you call it? Like them antler velvet. Yeah, IGF, IGF one. Yeah, yeah. I got it. There was a guy that was on Stu Peters, and he's. He's out there. His name is Christopher Dude, Keith. He's out there. Yeah, when you when you hear him talk and some of the stuff he recommends, you're thinking, man, this seems a little wild. Like I wish somebody else was giving the information. Yeah, but to when new he's on, people, it's funny. He's only tripping when he's on with Stu Peters. But when he heard him on with other programs, I'm like, okay, he sounds sensible. Let me give this stuff a shot. You know, it was like a two for one pack, and I started using this stuff called Deer Velvet, Velvet Antler, Deer Antler Velvet. Say that ten times. So I started using this stuff and I'm not kidding y'all my arm I'm I've not been eating what I'm supposed to do okay it is the holidays I'm eating cookies every time you turn around Dad ain't doing nothing right <laughs> he's eating whatever he wants and I'm still he's not putting working on out and he's still putting on muscle I don't we need I, to get them as a sponsor man well <laughs> I guess I need to drop some weight man because I mean it'd be one thing yeah my arms I'm over here putting on all this muscle and I ain't done nothing. And I'm like, what, what is this stuff, dude? I only thing I started taking was that. And this, um, this heart stuff. I recommended it. Cardio, cardio miracle. miracle. And that stuff's been working too. Cause check this out. I've been more not sedentary by any stretch, but not as, you know, walking these mountains to the extent that I have been, because I've just been trying to catch up from all these different things. Well, I started taking that cardio miracle. Now, before then, I'm not kidding you. I'm folks. I'm not, I don't get any sponsorship money for anything. I'm telling you right now. I promise you. Um, only ads we got on this is like I said, two old crows homestead and the EMP shield. And we'll talk about some of the others. And I've been using that cardio miracle, son. I took that bucket plumb to the top of the mountain to feed them pigs, man. I didn't, I didn't breathe heavily, didn't do anything. And I'm like, okay, neither one of these things are cheap. We're going to have a bunch of roided out homesteaders at the next Man, festival. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, I haven't been doing nothing, y'all. And I've been putting on muscle. Your mom's been kind of jealous about it. And I don't think that's been the case. Dad. She's like, I work twice as hard. I, I work mom. all the time and watch what I eat and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and she's all jealous that I'm over here. I'm like, woman, talk to the guns. Cause I'm sitting here, I, don't think, I ain't done nothing. I don't think mom's. I've been flipping compost piles, and I'm like, okay, I've done that before, and I'm, my arms never got this big over flipping compost. So, I guess we spent a little more time on that than I expected. But yeah, so tis the season to use steroids, I guess, because <laughs> I guess I mean it's not steroids, but everybody bans this stuff. It's some deer antler. Yeah, I mean it works. The stuff definitely works. Well, it ain't cheap. And uh, I got to keep Kendra from dipping into that stuff. But I got to say, that cardio miracle. I don't think Kendra's dipping into it. She needs to be. Your mom with messed that with that pre workout. Stuff. Your mom messed with that stuff. Kendra's over it. here sweating in the kitchen. Yeah, man. You got that. Yeah, that pre workout stuff she yeah. does. 
Well, that girl's hard as woodpecker lips. I'll give her that, man. But uh, your mom tried that deer velvet antler stuff, and she was tripping. So we said, nah, you got to get off of this. <laughs> she was, we're like, no, no. <laughs> uh-uh. I was like, okay, you took this one day. You couldn't sleep. But I sleep like a baby on this stuff. I'm dead serious. Know. But since I started taking that magnesium, um, man, I've been sleeping through the night. It's just, for me, it's getting to sleep. My mind's running at 100 miles an hour half the time, and I'm thinking about what project I want to do next. And we got so many different things we're trying to get on. It's just a matter, just like everybody else. I think, I, folks, let me know. Email me. Let me know if you're sick and tired of text messages, too, all thanks to that stupid election that was a big scam anyway. All right, we'll drift on into the other news. Used to call it world news, but we'll just say news. Check this one out, son. And I saved this one from the last time we recorded. Um, I'm trying to get a date on when this came out, but it it didn't. It came from The Intercept, and which is usually going to be pretty uh, reliable. And it says, G, and this is the article, y'all. G20 leaders agree to work towards a mandatory digital health passport for all human beings. They will kickstart one world B system. Not this part they added. They will kickstart the one world B system um, experimented with experimented with during COVID. Yeah, you got to love these Brits, man. Um, I think, yeah, it was a Brit guy that wrote this. So the syntax in my part yeah, is a wait, little bit read off. read that again, Dan? Yeah, so basically G20 leaders agree to work towards a mandatory digital health passport for all human beings. That's okay. it in a nutshell. Yeah. So what do you think about that? You sounds like up? the mark. I mean, it sounds like the beginning. Like, I think it's a test. I think a lot of these are just tests to see how susceptible society is at certain times. And I, depending on our reaction determines whether or not it's ready to roll out. Okay, well, speaking of reactions, look at Brazil right now. And nobody in the prostitute media, the Operation Mockingbird or uh, Project Mockingbird that they started, I think, if I'm not mistaken, like ever since 1953... Under that first polecat they had running the CIA, um, Alan Dulles, yeah, real wicked guy there, if you knew the real story about him. Anyway, it sure is funny that under Operation Paper, not Paperclip, it might as well be the same thing, that our prostitute media, the Mockingbird media, and that's where it came from, not one person is talking about what's going on in Brazil. Those people are tripping after what they did. Now, I got an email that's, that's going to... That, you know, had issued that took issue with what I said about that. Well, they have those people down there right now in Brazil. If you look at news that didn't come from the United States of amnesia, you find out, man, and Brazil, trust me, man, if it was just hand to hand combat, they'd own this whole world. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, Them in Thailand. Yeah. We'll take Between, over. Yeah. The only thing stopping either one is an ocean. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Brazil, in Thailand, if we were down to sticks and stones like Einstein talked about, Brazil and Thailand would own this entire planet. Sticks and stones and modern transportation. They yeah. would own everything. Yes. Yes. I mean, just I mean, they could just put them on lock, y'all. They'd just yeah. walk through and they would be like Leonidas's three hundred through everything they went through. But the point being is that those people are not playing games, man. They're tearing they're not tearing anything up that I know of. I'm sh- and I'm shocked that they haven't put COINTELPRO in there for them to do that very thing to make these people look awful. But, man, these people are losing their ever-loving mind. And so I'm asking myself, going back to what you said, well, what's it going to take? I mean, because, I mean, I, and this is a rhetorical question because I covered it before, 
But what is it going to take for the American populace to say, I've had enough? Yeah. I thought that by sticking this stuff in the kids, they would have said, all right, that's enough. A lot of people said that was the line, too. Yeah. A lot of people said that's whenever they would start fighting, is whenever they start going after the kids. And nobody did a thing. And like I said before, y'all, when you become this depraved, when you, you become this depraved, the only cure, the only antidote is starvation. That is the only point at which anybody is going to wake up and, you know, hang on to your hat. Uh, if it keeps going like it is, man, I'll be honest, man. People called pinball preparedness hyperbolic for saying it, but I, I fully agree with him that people in the United States are going to freeze and starve to death this winter. It's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, even on good years, people do in the cities. Yeah. And I mean, here people, we are. Like old timers freeze to death already, like on good years. I was down there at the farm store the other day, and I was listening to these two old timers talk politics. And I literally heard them. I walked out of there, and I came and I told your mom. I said, you ain't going to believe what they're in there talking about. Um, old guy, Lanny. Remember him? Used to work down there at that farm mm, store? No. Yeah, he ended up having heart issues. And then there was this other old boy. Don't know him. He's in there, and both of them are talking. I'm checking out, and of course, when you go to a farm store, it's also like the, you know, nobody's in a rush. And that one slag jaw dude was huffing and puffing whenever he was just like stepping up into the into the truck. Well, we'll get to that in a minute and why yeah. he was likely doing that. I need to hand him a bottle of that cardio man. miracle. But, yeah, that was, man, it was painful to watch. Yeah. But that's another, was. we'll cover that in a minute. Um, Lanny and this other old timer are sitting there talking about how they know, same thing Justin was telling me, that they know people that have no idea how they're going to pay for their heating fuel this winter, that they are probably not going to make it. I'm listening to this conversation right there in this farm store, and my heart just drops. And, of course, your mom was, we had already been doing a bunch of running around anyway prior to Thanksgiving, and she's, you know, y'all, yeah. she ain't fit to let out side of no. uh, the farm these <laughs> days really i mean we not during the holiday season no not anytime unless we're going to like a festival or something where there's going to be some people that got sense but you're taking her to Asheville and she's got to do some shopping i'm like man let's just get this day over with well i get out of there after spending way too long in there and i get out there and i tell her exactly what unfolded i'm like man these guys are talking about i mean it's not nothing we didn't already know but i'm hearing it Saying that, man, they don't know. But somehow, how many billions have we sent to Ukraine to go murder people? Yep. You got money for that. You got money for that. But meanwhile, there are people. Man, I, I, I better go ahead and change the subject, man, because I, I'll be honest with you. When I think about this and I think about what's going on and how many of these old people that have bled for this country and it didn't even have to be in warfare that have done astonishing things just help build the infrastructure have done everything everything you ain't got money for them but you got money to send over there to murder people in some fraudulent war uh, yet another one you got billions and billions and billions but you ain't got no money to break break off granny and grandpa to keep them from dying this year i'll tell you what man this thing really it irks me to no end and it's like no matter how many awful dreadful signs come out still nobody cares yeah nobody cares and um i gotta say it's getting on it's getting on my last nerve all right well some other good news well son there's a documentary coming out today it actually Ooh, good it, news it came out well i guess it can be good news well i was i said that <laughs> facetiously <laughs> 
I guess it's good news that the information's out. Uh, yeah, Died Suddenly came out on Stu Peter's network. Uh, that'll be linked in the show notes as well. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't we haven't gone through all of it yet. Uh, it just released like a couple hours ago. Yeah, uh, like five three hours ago. Yeah. Five o'clock Eastern is when that came out. And um, in a nutshell, look, we started watching a little bit of it before we started recording. And we, the idea was to watch the whole thing. But then I kind of submitted to William like, hey, I don't know that this, I mean, we can't get on here and watch this thing and then give everybody a synopsis of what happened. Don't you hate those people that <laughs> tell you everything is going to happen in a movie? Well, how about this? How about everybody goes and watches it? And then on the next episode, we have a small discussion after having seen it. Well, discussion that? mean you and like, me? Yeah, yeah. And then we can, okay, anybody has questions on it, check out that Die Suddenly. Or like statements about it. Yeah, just comment on the, I guess, the Fountain app. Yeah, comment on the Fountain app if you have any or statements a, or something. Send an email, comment on the Fountain app. Yeah. Um, look, I, I want to get y'all's opinion. I, I implore everybody to go out and watch this thing. Do you want to spend the whole episode doing that? Just talking about like that discussion? Possibly. Let's okay. let's let's get the let's get a feeling of the zeitgeist out there because I think a lot of a lot of our listeners out there I think know a lot of this information, but I guarantee you don't know the full extent of what is being covered. It's only an hour long documentary, maybe just over an hour, and I implore everybody out there to go check it out and then do the unthinkable. Send it to everybody you know. Yeah, post it on every platform you have. I know what's being covered in this. And I got to say, the information is unimpeachable. And you're going to hear from all these doctors out there. And this is going right back. And like I said, this goes hand in hand with right here. The, the article I just read about the G20 leaders and mandatory digital health passports. Yeah, This all goes hand in hand. It's all part of the same corrupt thing. And... I'm asking everybody to go out there and check this out. We get nothing for it. We got a link down below. There's no, if you think, oh, you're, you're funneling people this way. Number one, we don't do that. You're it's funneling, a free video. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything. And if it's as groundbreaking as I suspect it is, because I know a lot of the information in there, a lot of you people are going to be floored. And you can, I think you can largely listen to it. Like a lot of other Sue Peter's documentaries have been where you could just kind of listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So if you, you don't could almost don't do it like a podcast. Yeah. If you don't have the time to just sit down and watch it for an hour, it's only like an hour and eight minutes. Well, speaking of ne next episode, are we going to come out with the next one Friday? Because Thursday is Thanksgiving. We can either do it. I mean, we could do it Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. We could do it any day. Well, let's not do it Thanksgiving. Um, let's let's go ahead and elect for Friday. Because also, we'll have a lot of cool stuff to talk about. How many people got beat over the head for that G.I. Joe with a Kung Fu grip? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it Black Friday? Yeah, Black oh. Friday. is going to be Black Eye Friday. <laughs> yeah. I bet a lot of people don't even go. I bet definitely something happens, though. Yeah, we'll at least talk about that and just... Give you one more reason why you ought to be growing that food. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, something that, will happen and it'll get blamed on uh, the far right. That's really what all of this is coming right back to. I mean, every single bit of this, if you stop to think about the whole tone of what we're saying, everything I've told you leads to one thing. And you already know what that is. You already know the punchline. And that is, without a doubt, grow your own food. Go out there, do everything you possibly can, grow your own food. Do it Gorilla Garden style. In fact, I might be a little bit beyond the curve of doing my fall Gorilla Garden. Yeah, we're past that. Yeah, I think, I think I've think i kind of crossed the Rubicon on that. Um, that was what I was going to do. 
and give you more options. But we got a ton of other things that came from out there, like over there at that uh, college where I was growing it. People driving right by had no idea what they were looking at. It'd be funny if you could find like a south facing window on some building around here and somehow plant it without anybody noticing. <laughs> you know, it, with a lot. Well, I talked about that before when it came to um, I mean, uh, on the sweet inside. potatoes and stuff. Oh, <laughs> I mean, on the inside. Yeah, plant some sweet potatoes on the inside. See if anybody notices. Man, the vines they'll think you're in over. a little house of horror, a little <laughs> shop of horrors, man. You know, think some plants are coming alive and put some sweet potatoes up in there. Put a sign that says "Don't pet." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these people would be tripping. But back to that video, y'all. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I tried before, and I'm not, look, and all of you out there that did take this thing, you might probably did it with the best of intentions, or you got family that did. I know these people, and I'll guarantee you know these people. Well, I'm saying this to not only watch it, but also there are people out there that are providing relief, and we talked about it maybe a couple of podcasts ago. The one thing that was helping all these pilots was that cardio yeah, miracle? That cardio miracle was helping a lot of these people. And I said, okay, let me go ahead and give this stuff a shot. I mean, I don't, I mean, it's not putting guns on me or anything like that, but I will say, um, all of a sudden, man, my cardio is light years better. And I'm not saying this stuff is a panacea, but for those that have taken this thing, you know, taking things like ivermectin have helped. Some people have taken blood thinners. A lot of these pilots out there are saying they're taking this cardio miracle. And it seems to be working out for him. But folks, I'm asking you to watch this, not to not to dog you or do anything like that. Is that this is where some of the solutions lie? That if you've taken this thing, you've been dogged into it, you were browbeat into it, you did it for whatever reasons that may be personal or otherwise. Well, there may be some there may be some good options for you out there to say, okay, don't take any more, and let's go ahead and find a way to get you healthy. That's why I'm asking everybody to check this out, find out the, the, what's under the fingernails of this thing, and then on the flip side, move yourself into some measure of health that makes a whole lot of sense to you. Almost messed up, man. That was a jam from way back. What do you mean you almost messed up? I almost messed up and thinking I'm sitting here listening to the music and forgot. I Oh, it's fading out. I need to come in. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm about to mess this up. Oh. Man, so that was a Red Hot Chili Peppers from way back, back when, you know what? I'll tell you when I first, this isn't all that important, but I'll tell you where I first learned about them. I remember it was Christmas, Fort Bragg. Years ago, me and this other guy, Plant, who I wasn't a big fan of because this guy was a consummate definition of a of a uh and it's overused today but he was a consummate definition of a narcissist anyway me and him were going climbing he was the only one left in the barracks besides myself and i remember as we're climbing this old bridge just outside of fort bragg we're doing some top roping um climbing and i remember he started playing this and i was like what man that's a jam well, it's funny you say that. The first time I remember hearing it was when we were driving down. We were looking for a place to rappel down, what was it, Cliff Drive in Is that for Kansas? Real? Yeah. No kidding. Where the homeless dude wouldn't cut our rope. 
we were looking for a spot <laughs> yeah to repel yeah yeah i remember was, that was the first time i think yeah i, I had you it. and josh and all and the gang. no that time it was just me was it the first time i heard the song yeah i knew that we've been a, over there multiple times yeah and then i thought okay i don't think this is such a swell idea <laughs> when because, there's bullet holes in the sign we're about to repel past. yeah i was gonna take you out there and i'm like oh no man we can't do this and i'm worried about some crackhead cutting a, cutting a rope loose or something when nobody's there's, looking there's a dude that's commented from kansas city on the fountain app before I wonder if he knows exactly where we're talking about. Yeah, right up, right up on Cliff Drive, man. That's where I was going to take him repelling. Was that by the zoo? No, the zoo no. was on the other side of town. But, oh, by the zoo was the peach tree. All right, speaking of, let's get into the real topic. Um, we always talk about, and we've talked about it ad nauseum, whether it be in the YouTube channel or even maybe even here, about feeding your farm animals. Um. We've covered that over and over and over again. In fact, I guess if anybody could say our claim to fame would be how to feed your animals for free, specifically right. your like omnivores. omnivores, how to do that and uh, how to, you know, awesome places to go to get some of that stuff, where you can go to get it, how to get it, how to approach these people. In fact, some, we need to do a video wearing that shirt from Jack Spearco where, yeah. you know, where we actually do that. That's something we really need to do because so many people are wondering well, I don't know how to go after this food. I don't know how to get this. I don't know how to approach them. And I thought I covered this well enough, but maybe we just kind of do a Q&A thing of the do's and don'ts when you go in here with your hat in your hand looking to get this food. Maybe we can make it funny like the, uh, oh, what was that one? What was the name of that video we did? The Code Enforcer. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we can make it kind of funny and educational. Yeah, that would be kind of cool if we could do that. So we'll we'll try to do <laughs> one of those. Here's what you don't do. <laughs> yeah, here's what yeah. In the nuclear option. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, we'll have to do that. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a, we don't have a cough button here, so I had to kind of do the best well, I, I could. I think we do. I just don't know which one it is. Yeah, well, we ain't going to play with it right now. Wind up kicking off this whole thing. Well, Folks, back on topic, and I know we're kind of drifting all over the place, but that makes for an entertaining show, doesn't it? All right. Well, have you thought about putting any food back for your 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 uh, pets? Yeah, like your, I mean, you dogs and cats. Um, I I don't mean depends on what kind of pets you have, but like, yeah, what if you can't go to, or what if there's a pet food supply shortage, or what if you have like those obscure pets? Where it's kind of hard to find food. Like there could be a mouse shortage for your snakes or something like that. Man, you keeping snakes? No, I'm not keeping snakes. No, no, that, no, 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 no. You'll I see know. me go Old Testament on snakes. No. After Australia changed me on snakes. No, I never liked them anyhow. Yeah. But I'm talking about your furry friends like your dogs and cats and stuff. Here's where I came up with the diet that we currently use for our animals. And we've done a video on it. Um, Dr. Joel Wallach, he is a naturopath and also a veterinarian. And we, I use his products. In addition to the steroids, that's what else I use. I use the multivitamins. I use the fish oil. I use all this stuff. And so does everybody else when I can get them to actually take it. But um, like when your mom starts tripping, I'll say, have you taken your fish oil? And that's when we find out the problem was. So we all <laughs> need this stuff. So yeah, can't have any fish oil. To delay Not <laughs> the of the time. Here. So <laughs> So point being it's is gonna be a whole lot of husbands men like this didn't do nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, start with the fish oil. Um, it helps honestly, guys, too. But pharmacist Ben also talked about how when it comes to women, the fish oil is even more important because of uh the women's issues and stuff like that. So I'll leave that for you to go do the research on. But 
going back to your furry friends, what brought us to this point is listening to Dr. Wallach at a Q&A one time, and somebody was talking about his cat, and he was feeding this cat uh, like his McDonald's fries and stuff like this, <laughs> and then was wondering why this cat was all messed up. And Dr. Wallach, he was very polite about it. He says, look, man, you got a carnivore there. And you're feeding them, first of all, McDonald's fries. I mean, fries, you know, maybe you can get by if you made them. But there ain't no telling what McDonald's. I mean, just take some of that stuff, stick it in a wind wind window. It'll never rot. So Dr. Wallach talked about the best, like Dr. Ken Berry has that, you know, the, the perfect human diet. I know I'm getting, not getting it right, but the point is, is that there is a wonderful diet also for your pets. And so we were thinking at the same time, at that time, when we first started doing it, I was just trying to figure out for sure how to make the chicken tractor on steroids work without having the benefit of animal manure. So we had a lot of eggs we were producing. And when I say a lot, yeah. we're talking like a hundred a day. And on that property, there were us three, me, you, and your mom. And then on the other side, there was those two other lunatics. Yeah. And so. And then many, it was a hundred after some were stolen and sold. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so one person would go in there, man, that's a whole story unto itself. Yeah. And I think we've covered part of it in the past. But the point being is that we had all these eggs, and I'm like, okay, you can feed them to pigs. Uh, don't know if I'd feed them to chickens, but you can definitely feed them to dogs. So that's exactly what we did at Dr. Wallach's. It, it was like it couldn't have come at a better time. Like, we got all these eggs. What are we going to do with them? We can only give away so many. And so, bam, problem solved. Yeah. So we were noticing went straight to the dogs. Yeah, we were now we we didn't know exactly how to go about doing it. So what we started doing is, man, initially I'm over here making omelets for dogs. Yeah, they mom and dad went a little overboard at first, especially mom. Mom was making like a week's worth of omelets for dogs at a time. I was doing that, and I was putting yeah. them in. A, I was putting them in a Tupperware. Like, uh, well, it wasn't just omelets. We put their vitamins and everything else up in there. And this was back in Kansas. That's where we started all this. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. I'm like, okay, Rocky ate these bad boys raw. Let's try it on the dogs. <laughs> so that's exactly what I started doing. I'm like, okay, you sit here and watch these dogs slurp this uh, these eggs up. Yeah, and this sounds eating. disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it sounds even these worse. Slimy, sloppy eggs. Yeah, so they're eating all these slimy eggs. And these dogs are digging it. But what we were seeing with our older dog is that there was some mess. She was an old dog. And she started showing some really awesome improvements and we were mixing it in. Now everybody's going to ask, well, how much do you do y'all? I, I can't even tell you. It was like, okay, when they quit losing weight when they looked like they had a really good body condition, then that's where we kind of eased off of it. Yeah. We kind of tapered the fat and the eggs and the organs like accordingly. Yeah. So it yeah. was like to give you, to give you, okay. So for one dog, it would be, let's say four eggs, um, I don't know, a cup of organ meat and then some animal fat. So we produce That's lots and lots boy. of animal fat. <laughs> That's milk boy. Well, milk boy gets four eggs. Yeah. Twice yeah. a day, four eggs, twice a day. And then some fat and the whole nine yards. You can even throw some kibble in there if you want to supplement it. Yeah. You could actually, that would help like maybe as a binder or something like that or some, or a fiber or something. I don't know. Well, part of that also, I think when it gets down to like specifics, Y'all, it's not all that. I mean, everybody's wanting some. They're wanting exact instructions on how to do that. And I can't tell you because we don't do it. It's like, hey, you know, when they quit, we're just, okay, 
the problem around here with our dogs is that they get overfed. Yeah. When your mom's in yeah. charge of feeding animals, she wants everybody fat but her. And like mom and really could included. be selling a service where she fattens your animals without using like any grains or anything. She'll do it. Yeah, she could do it. She could put weight on any animal. And now you got Kendra doing uh, the most athletic dog we have is Nala and uh, this dog. Chloe. And now she's got Chloe looking like a tick. Yeah, Chloe could. you Like Chloe used to be able to leap into the dump trailer, like over the side of the dump trailer. Now she's fat. Yeah. Kendra got her fat. Yes. Yeah, so there you can go overboard and she's feeding this dog because she she thinks it's cute to see it begging. Now this dog has got some really bad behavior, which we're gonna have to fix. Um I'm just trying to figure like I'm gonna have that conversation with her, like, hey, we got to stop this. It, it, like that, there's no conversation we can have with Kendra. It's like as soon as like no conversation, no human conversation is gonna overcome the look Chloe gives Kendra. Like, she'll just take whatever punishment She's got to ease off of it. She's just going to take whatever punishment she's, it is. She's a like, man, Kendra, let me catch you her giving this dog, dog bacon. one more time, I'm going to shave your hair. She's going to be bald the next day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to come up with something, dude, because this dog is just tripping too much. But the point being is that in all this talk that we have about preparedness, have you thought about them? Honestly, have you thought about how you're going to feed your animals if the worst happens? Or like we talked about a minute ago, a whole lot of people are going to go frozen and hungry this winter. And I'm wondering, has anybody thought about the animals? <laughs> Is anybody, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, which definitely think about the old timers and people first. Right. Before the animals. Yeah. It's but not don't like, forget your pets as well. Like if you have pets, don't forget to put back food for them or even like any supplements they might take and to like cover that. and to cover that very thing, which is exactly what we've done. That's something we bought off the shelf. We have lots and lots and lots of dog food put back. Um, a lot of this, we got it when it was cheaper. Now what's the shelf life on it? I mean, it's not our primary mean to, means to feed them, but if things go stupid for a while, we got to have something especially for my working dog out there. I mean, he's out there in the cold, which he couldn't care less. It's that like dog the, colder loves it gets, the cold. colder it gets, the worse he, you know, the more he acts up. Every 20 degree morning, he wakes up fired up. Yeah, it's like, okay, uh, took that. What else you got? So point being with all this is that when it comes to all these different things of putting back for yourself, for your farm animals, you got to be thinking about those dogs and pets too. I mean, your cats. Um, and be careful because I mean, we had a, what was it? It was a big old scandal not long ago where people were feeding these, they were feeding this stuff that came from China, man. Oh Killed yeah. All the, kinds of pets. The rotten stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was like already like rotten, like meat meal and stuff. Now here's why I know that's messed up. I worked at Purina. I actually, I worked in two different dog food factories when I was working as an electrician. One of them was Purina in Oklahoma city and the other was Bear, which they made pharmaceutical products for animals in Kansas City, actually in Johnson County. I can't remember that road that went over there, but I worked there. In fact, the CEO's office over there, bulletproof glass. He was facing <laughs> the highway out there, bulletproof glass. I know because I worked in that place. We were fixing it up. And the two cleanest. In case anybody was wondering. <laughs> well, here's what I'm getting at. The two cleanest places I've ever worked in my career. I kid you not, were dog, okay, the one produced dog food in Oklahoma City, and the other produced animal pharmaceuticals 
and that was in Kansas City. And both of them were the cleanest facilities I'd ever seen in my life when it came to food production. So tell me how on earth they're over here killing these dogs. My point being is that you better put back for them. These fluffy friends of yours, look, y'all, I know everybody's thinking about, I'm prepared for this, I'm prepared for that, but you better be prepared for what's going to happen with them. Man, that is a jam, too. I'll be honest with you, son. It's funny you picked that music. I kid you not. When I was figuring out what I wanted to do for this podcast as far as music, I kid you not, Gap Band was number one. That song was number two, Higher Ground. Huh. That was number two because I was thinking, okay, man, how do you listen to that and not get... Maybe uh, like every 100 episodes, we should change the intro song. Man, I don't know about all that, dude. Well, Dad, you have 100 episodes to figure it out. Dude, we got Gap Band balling yeah, up in here, man. they had more than one song. I don't know, man. I really You're like... You're saying nobody's better than the Gap Band? No, I'm not saying all that. Right, then. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying early in the morning kind of says it all, you know, when you're a farmer. Well, maybe for the first hundred episodes it did. I got, I got a comment from Yahweh Farmstead. He said, I appreciate you vouching for me, William. I tried, dude. That was the first <laughs> thing that came to mind with the last several times I've heard Billy say that. <laughs> Worth a shot. This episode was great. Taxation taxation is theft. Tip a pimp. Bam. Man, I'll tell you what. You know what? What? I'll tell you what, man. You're honorable mention. I'll give you that. You're <laughs> honorable mention. It was a very good, but I did think of Nineveh. And I'm like, yeah, they still got blasted, Dad, man. You got to send them something. I'll tell you what. You got to send them something. I'll tell you what. You don't have to announce what it is. Just send them something. i tell you what. Reach back out when we come out with our next product. It's not really a product. I mean, we're remember, this permaculture pimp cast is all about permaculture preparedness and practical living, right? Yeah. So we're going to start producing more of the things we actually use here. And you might be a little shocked at what it's going to be. And we're going to provide some awesome. We're going to bundle some incredible value into it because I am still a U.S. Army sapper. Never stop being that. And um, I'll tell you what, when that happens, I want you to email me at billy at permapastorsfarm.com. I am going to send you a special gift, but you ain't getting a whole set of butcher knives, <laughs> nephew. That's <laughs> that's It's not going maybe, down okay, like that. Maybe you could keep the butcher knives on the table and come up like the next uh, quiz or test. I don't know. You could come up with like a quiz or a test or something like that. Well, we got one from Roman here. Um, question. Do you re recommend feeding? <laughs> I like Roman. Do you recommend feeding chickens? Wait, why do you not recommend feeding chickens to chickens and pork to pigs? I can't say that. I'm tongue twisted. I've heard you say it a bunch of times, but I don't know why. Thank you. There's Roman. a potential prionic diseases when one animal eats the same animal's uh, nervous system. And it's just kind of raw. <laughs> It just feels wrong. I, that's, but prionic diseases lead to like mad cow, stuff like that. Uh, so you definitely want to avoid that. 
and you definitely don't want to eat the animal that's beating that's been eating its own kind. I'm there's there's something in there. I know that there is not anything official. Maybe there is, and I just don't know about it. Well, the central nervous system part. Well, yeah, there, there is, is that. that. But man, there's just something about feeding the flesh of one animal to the same type of animal. Now, I have remember that time we did that butchery back there in Texas. Yeah, uh, we were doing it at that one lady's house. Man, that was a nightmare. Yeah. Man, that looked like the LaBianca murders up in there when we were done. Eric and knows it wasn't our fault. <laughs> And it wasn't our fault, but I remember, man, Nicholas was over there tripping, dude. These chickens are walking around. This lady just, you know, I'm teaching people how to do one method of chicken butchery, and, man, there's scraps on the ground. These other chickens are just running around, eating them up like, hey, Jimmy bought it, but he sure tastes hey, good. Here's another tip of the day. Don't process chickens around other live chickens. Man, they didn't care one bit. No. But this lady, man, she it it was kind of They rough. were her pets, yeah. Well, they weren't the pets that she... She didn't seem to mind so much. Yeah. Um, I got I got this one from Kevin. He says, quick question. Um, what is the feed that you're feeding your pigs? I picked up a little roll of straw. Will that work? Or do I need a little pellet feed? Okay. Um, we we cover this sort of thing a lot. And um, really with the pigs, we feed them pretty much everything but pig. Now, what we feed them is pretty high quality. What some people could call food scraps. I guarantee you human beings could eat this. It's non GMO. It's one of the many places we go to, to we feed them in a nutshell. Here's what we give them. Here's what I gave them tonight. Um, rice, beans, a lot of beef. I mean, a lot of beef. Um, let's see what else they had in there. They, I think that was a pretty much a lion's share of it right there. Now we also have some rotten pumpkins, that were going bad. But you know what's really cool about feeding pigs pumpkins is that it chases away any parasites that may be wanting to take root. Pumpkin seeds are really good at that. And this is that time of year where you can get a whole lot of pumpkins that people were using as displays. I meant to pick up a couple of them. I've seen some clown that throwing them out alongside the road. I guess it didn't want uh-huh. them no more. I'll take those home. If I see them anywhere where they're like trying to get rid of pumpkins, believe me, I will feed all the pumpkins I possibly can to pick. The other day on the way to Pennsylvania, I saw a whole field of just pumpkins. It'd be easy to just run pigs through that field. And then you have like free feed for a long time. Wow. It was like a whole like acres of pumpkins. Wow. I got this. I got this one from Scott. He says, can you tell me how many trees an eight ounce jar of bone sauce will cover? Um, Oh, I'm sorry. You were about to go. Go ahead. Yeah, you read it. Well, he was asking how much, and this is hard to say, Scott, and for anybody else out there that may be wondering about that, here's the issue is that it's hard to say for sure without knowing the real, the dimensions of your particular tree. Here's what I'm getting at. If there's saplings, or let's say I've kind of come up with this metric because it varies and it depends on your deer pressure. It depends on how much you think you need to put on there and browsing height. So we'll say about five feet. Any limb, I usually prune anything below about 42 inches anyway, generally. That's not everything. I mean, obviously, I'm never going to prune a um, a fig a fig <laughs> like that. Yeah. But generally, let's say anything below 42 inches, I usually prune away anyway. So that helps also in the bone sauce department. And I usually take it on, I'd say, 10 trees, 8 feet tall. Um, if they're saplings you know, somewhere thereabout, maybe they're two years old, maybe three, go about five feet high, hit those limbs there, anything that they could possibly touch. And typically I'm going to say an eight ounce jar can cover 10 trees, but you can get a lot more out of that. 
depending on your pressure, or you may get a little bit less. Or if your trees are more mature, you're going to have more girth around that trunk that you're trying to cover. So that's something to do to also. And then sometimes I've actually taken it and instead of covering the whole trunk, I actually just put a strip down four sides of it. You can make it go even further that way. Um, on the fountain app, A-A-E-N, I think. Um, what should I do about an ant problem in my raised bed? Is it is there a natural remedy I can use? Should I just leave them? Um, what kind of ants? Yeah, that's where's what I ant? was kind of wondering. Where he's at? No. Okay, uh, if those are those fire ants. Uh, good luck on that. We've heard some remedies, but I haven't had... I haven't, I've never tried it. Somebody said take one colony that's next to it, throw it into that colony, take that colony, throw it into the other one, and they'll kill each other. Um, other people have said it sounds reasonable. I think one guy even said that it worked, that they killed him down to the last man. <laughs> um, well, Jeff Lawton had us throw some chicken feed on top of the ant piles, and those chickens just obliterated them. Yeah, but the and down- those the the ant pot the ants in Australia are a different character. Yeah, I imagine everything there is trying to kill you. Everything. But when it comes to when it when it comes to those fire ants and stuff, Stefan Zubkoviak made a pretty good argument that in some of the places where you see that as a problem, then maybe you might want to think about. I know this is easier said than done, but you might think about working with them. Because by and large, if you don't step on that pile, they don't really fool with you. No. But what they are doing is exchanging, they're exchanging nutrients down in that soil a lot. They're leaving castings as well. Like if you don't have ants and you have, I mean, if you don't have worms and you have ants, you're still kind of serving the same function. They're leaving behind a bunch of castings that are nutrient dense. We got one full of like life bacteria as well. Yeah, there you can you can maybe look at it and say that maybe those ants are doing for you that maybe what worms would do. Now it's a, it, it's not fun. And it also helps to know what kind of ants you're dealing with. This one here says, good afternoon, Billy. I was, I was hope all is well. I was curious. Do you have, now you're going to like this one, son. Do you have uh, soil analysis done on your soil each year? If so, do you have minerals that are needed or recommended? I know that you do your own compost compost. Do you spread it on your pastures? Basically, what do we do? Um, uh, it's everything is just a variation of composting. So like we might not spread it on our pastures. I mean, there's residual compost left behind on the chicken tractor on steroids path. But as far as our grazing animals, we don't spread like uh, finished compost out there. Instead, we're just creating the environment for composting to happen, decomposition to happen by grazing our animals correctly. Yeah, it's just happening in place on a small layer. Like then when they poop, that's nitrogen. It lands on carbon. That interacts, creates, you know, topsoil very, very quickly. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like we don't do any we soil We don't do amendments. any, no. We don't do any soil tests because the answer is always the same. It's add compost. It's just the... For us it is, yeah. Yeah, and it, it just depends on which variation you need. And it's worked well for us. I mean, no matter where we've been, that's always the answer for us is we don't really fool around with analysis, although I would, we're going to have to here before too long um with the course that you and me and your mom are doing so it's going to require some of that um at the end of the day i really don't care because the solution like william said is going to be the same like for example down there in that orchard i don't even care what it was i never tested it don't even care all i know is that this is what i'm working with and no matter what i'm going to put tons and tons and tons of the world's best compost for my property because it was made here 
That has worked well for us. That has served us well. We don't really bring in any outside amendments outside of what we give to the sheep and the cows and the minerals. Yeah, the way I guess if we're amending the soil in any kind of way, it's via like minerals to the animals. But we're also finding out too, and that's why we did that video. I was hoping more people would find out about it. Is that through the Comfrey? Yeah, has been doing. I mean, we're finding out. At first, the bull wasn't real crazy about fooling around with the Comfrey, and. We were like, okay, well, I guess he doesn't like it. And then your mom fooled around with it and gave her some, gave him some dry comfort. He ate it right up. Yeah, he loves that dried stuff. And then all of a sudden, we go back to the fresh stuff, and he is eating as much as we can possibly give him. In fact, we did a little side-by-side thing where we have this high-end mineral that we give to him, and then right alongside it, the comfrey, and he'll eat that mineral if he feels like it. But by and large, it's the comfrey he's after. He'll eat the comfrey over sweet feed every time. Every single yeah. time. And that's dosed in molasses. And so what is that? That's really taking all these minerals, bringing it up to the surface. Now, going right back to Dr. Wallach, I agree that there are 90 essential um, vitamins and minerals that you need. And by dumb luck, there's only like three places on planet Earth where it's all right there in the soil. So we probably want to, to some extent. But I honestly think that we're... I think we're what we've been doing is the permaculture way without any testing or anything for us has just been just compost, compost, compost. Yeah. And things are blowing up in the in the most astonishing way. Yeah. I got a comment from Rifle on the Fountain app. Tip of pimp. Thanks for the super fast uh, shipping on the comfrey and the bone sauce. So far, so good. No deer in the basement yet. Uh, LOL. <laughs> Got 50 plus trees coming in the next month or two, so we will see. Does it push the deer from the area or does it just keep them from messing with the plants in the immediate vicinity? Well, we've had varying degrees of success with all kinds of things. When we first put it down, I was making jokes around here saying, look, even Sasquatch ain't coming around because we used to have deer out the wazoo up here turkey i mean more than you could count of either i put that bone or your mom did she put that bone sauce out they were just flat disrespectful i mean what the deer yeah well they they were singing a different they were singing a different tune after that yeah they were because we didn't see anything and then it got this year it got to the point where they would come on the property and they would literally walk past every tree because i thought okay well it's wafting in the air so much that they're not even coming around yeah and it got to the point now they would walk past every single tree that I put it on and hit that one tree that I didn't because I'm thinking, okay, yep. I, I don't need to touch it. I mean, they're not coming around anyway. Well, they got the memo. They didn't mess with any of the trees that had it on there, but they sure did a number. And I even made a video about that. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, I ain't going to make this mistake. I don't no more. remember the name of that video, but I there was definitely a video on it. Well, and that's what I had to go back and do. So I'm going to plan on putting in some more nitrogen fixtures. I actually do want to put some more trees in. I'm going to have to go down to that one place in Marshall and see about getting a few more trees in some areas up alongside the other driveway. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the stuff works great for us. I mean, we've had a lot of people say it did wonderful things. We've had a couple of charlatans hit us up and say, oh, well. Yeah, it attracted deer. (laughs) Like the one lady says, this is one of our early people, well, your bone sauce attracted deer, um, and it ate up all my sweet potatoes. I'm like, if you already had a deer problem and it was that bad, I promise you, they ate them sweet potatoes long before you ever yeah. thought about putting bone sauce on <laughs> the it. Sweet potatoes didn't get that far. Yeah, she was pretty nasty. Uh, we got one from Paul here, and man, this is this is quite lengthy. And I don't, Paul, I'm sorry, I can't cover everything. 
And I'll be honest with you, man, I didn't really know what to make of a lot of it. There's a lot in here. Dang. I mean, son, check this out. Okay. Uh, hey, guys. Yeah, this is this is quite lengthy. But, Paul, you said a lot in there, and I appreciate your point of view. And uh sounds like you're a pretty awesome lifestyle of what you're doing out there. I couldn't tell. Honestly, bro, I'd need a whole podcast to cover all that you have in here. Um I appreciate you right now, but one of the things that you were talking about was prayer. Um, he says, prayer is no different. Prayer is the purest of actions, and it gives a pure result. The re- okay, well, I, I see things a little bit differently. I don't believe in the power of prayer, per se. I believe in the power of God. Praying to God. <laughs> Praying to God. Um, I And then he was telling me that I got it all wrong regarding Brazil, and um, you know, you were polite, so I'll be polite back to you. I think you are very, very wrong. I mean, when you look at all this uh, socialism, he was, in a nutshell, he's, from what I can gather, it sounds like he's a champion of socialism, and he says, okay, it does some good things. We only pick out the negative things in it. Well, okay, I will also consent to the fact that even in America, we have socialism. And when you bring this up to most people, they don't realize it. Well, whether you pay taxes or not, you get the benefit of a fire department. Whether you pay taxes or not, you get the benefit of all of a police department. Right. You so that's really a socialistic construct when you get down to brass tacks. I would agree on I would agree with you on that. And most people, when you bring it up to most liberty minded people, they want to argue and fuss and fight. I'm like, look, that's a fact. That's how it goes down. It's socialism whether you like it or not. And uh are there better examples of this? Yes, I fully agree. But I gotta be honest, Paul, I I there's a lot I agree with you on, and I think I see your point. Um, there's other things where I I have a very, very healthy disagreement with you on a number of things, and I'm sorry I can't. Man, I really can't go through all that you wrote here. To really yeah, y'all, that was a that was a it was lengthy. Um, okay, we got another one from Rob here. He says, uh, "Billy for president, make it make America grow again." Yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. Never thought about that. He says, we need t-shirts, nephew. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, do you have anything on the fountain app? Cause I got quite a bit here. Uh, I mean, yeah, I can look up some of these comments. Um, one door off tip of pimp. Great show dudes. Happy day. That ends in the letter Y. That's a cool comment. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Big Red Freak, love all your content. Ordered some of your comfrey. It's popping up everywhere. Hashtag tip a pimp. Oh, that was from episode 33. They were going back and listening. Yeah, there's a lot of people in here that are telling me, um, man, I've gone back and, you know, he says, hey, I'll have to check it out, dude. I'm only on like episode seven or something. Um, this one here says, I have a couple of questions when you have time. I started using rosemary for my chickens uh, because you've shown it. Can you tell me what it does? I know that it has something, and I know that it's good. Okay, and we covered about the Pyrenees feeding them eggs. We kind of, well, yeah, we covered that for sure. And frankly, you kind of inspired this episode, I'll be honest with you, James. Um, as far as rosemary, there is not one thing it doesn't help with in chickens and pigs. And the list is long. Um, there's a lot of people, we have it grown by every single productive tree that we can. We have rosemary, thyme, and oregano. Yep. Not only because we eat it, but also because it is also everything. Oregano oil, 
That's the beauty about everything, y'all. It's just served more than one function. I mean, you can make some really awesome tinctures out of a lot of this stuff, especially when it's fresh. But when you have a chicken that's down for the count, um, I can't tell you every single thing that it does because I look at things that more in a holistic fashion. So I'm not going to say, hey, it does this one thing and that's what I use it for. That's really not what we do. I'm looking for holistic sources. And I'm not looking at, it's like Fukuoka teaches. And it's also like what Jeff Lawton teaches. When you understand a lot of these things holistically, you tend not to look at the information provided by people that are single-use scientists. You look at more holistic approaches, and that's exactly what Rosemary does, along with all the other things. So it's not used, nothing's used in a vacuum. It's like, okay, if an animal isn't doing good, throw some rosemary out there, and especially with chickens, it seems to work well. All right, um, Aaron, he was wondering, uh, can I plant comfrey now, or should I wait until spring? I live in Virginia, zone 7A. What do you say to that, son? Um, if you're having the same weather as us, I would wait till spring. I, I don't know if I would plant it right now because right could. now, well, it just recently started getting back up into the fifties during the day. Cause it was staying at 30 pretty much. Well, if the ground isn't frozen, if you can work right. that soil, I'd go with it. And I have been going with it. In fact, we're still planting that stuff on them strawberries. Yeah. I'm about to get out there tomorrow and I'm gonna drag a bunch of those strawberries I mean, they're absolutely invasive down there. That's, I guess that's a good problem and, to have. Yeah, remember to plant it two inches deep horizontally. Yes, yes. Um, I'm still planting like those things like the strawberries, man. We left, in fact, those strawberry starts that we were going to give to Jason when he came over the other day. Uh-huh. We had that thing sitting in the back of that trailer in that because we actually were sitting on ground at first four or five days. And that thing's still beautiful, vibrant. It was like, man, what do you got to do to kill these strawberries? I mean, it got forgotten about, and it's still working great. Um, Big country. Hey, Billy, uh, on one of your old videos or podcasts, you were willing to mention places to buy trees. And one of them was a government agency or alphabet agency. I want to say that it was NRCS, but I can't find any trees for sale on their website. Okay. Okay. I didn't talk about NRCS. Yeah, and that was me. Then. Yeah, that was me. They do, uh, I think it's every spring or something like that. But if you look into your local, or it might be your statewide, it depends on how big your state is and how many different regions uh, your state has. But they should have sales depending on your region of like local varieties. If you, I don't know how to... Well, like you talk you through to it, but it's on the NRCS agency. I've been there multiple times. Yeah, but I was also going to, I think you suggested that at during that episode. And I also suggested go to your local ag university. Yeah. You will be blown away at how much you can get there at whatever state university that you have out of there. And there's probably some small colleges engaged in that too. If it's, if it's even mildly associated to agriculture, you can usually go in there and swoop up a lot of awesome trees. Or your uh, forestry service as well. Yes. If there's one of those around there. There's an area where you can buy trees or where they're actually growing them out past Spruce Pine. Well, your mom was also pointing out, too, that like when it comes to certain trees, the big thing right now is growing fodder trees. Well, your mom's making a pretty good argument that you don't necessarily have to grow them if you got trees out there. Yeah, if you have trees, you probably have fodder trees already. And... Honestly, a lot of the fodder trees that other people are promoting out there, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying you likely have on your property everything you need to feed to make tree hay and whatever the case may be. So there's so many different options out there. But trees are one of my big fascinations, y'all. In fact, I'm probably going to do a video here before too long of uh, pruning. 
Uh, I, last year I had to wait until January to get that done. And for some reason, most of the leaves are already off. Yeah. Yeah. It's like officially everything is off now. That didn't happen last year. And that's really, this time of year is exactly what I want because when you prune those trees and I'll probably, you know, maybe we'll do a podcast about that because when you prune those trees, um, you're going to find out that like with your nitrogen fixers, when you coppice those or pollard those, they self-prune their roots, creating biomass for your beneficial trees. Well, when you do that to your beneficial trees, when you're and you don't have to prune, you don't have to, um, I think it, it's going to make that tree way more productive. But the cool thing about that is, is that it's doing, Dr. Carl Whitcomb, I've talked about him before through Oklahoma State, there's another ag university, back when universities were doing really good work. He proved that basically all of your root growth, all of the consequential things that happen for that tree for the next year happen through the fall and the winter. So the fact that I'm able to prune right now is a really good problem to have in addition to the other things I'm trying to get done as long as I can deep six this cell phone, which I don't want to have anything to do with. All right, so when are we coming back, son? I'm saying Friday. Vote for Friday. Friday, we still might be tired from all that food you plan on smoking. Yeah, but we don't. We're going to try. Your mom insisted we absolutely do something to take it easy. Friday it is. Yep. So Friday, y'all, we're going to be back. And remember, go out there. Check out that new Stu Peters document documentary. Stay yep. alert. Stay alive. I'm